This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in Twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. It's brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. You can uh, stream us online, Facebook Live, or, of course, listen in across our network. We are creeping up on the actual start of the season. Only one more of these off-season shows remaining, and the roster's starting to formulate. Ryan Vogelsong, an opt-out clause, no longer with the Twins. He has been granted his release to pursue a job elsewhere, the number 5 starter. That's going to be either Mejia, Duffy, or Barrios, Jose Barrios, uh, it looks like at this point in time. Also, Trevor May, surgery today, Tommy John surgery, successful Tommy John surgery, and we certainly look forward to tracking his rapid recovery. Other minor injuries impacting camp, Robbie Grossman, Ryan O'Rourke, both nicked up and not playing. That could certainly go into who wins jobs in the bullpen and on the Twins bench. And, of course, WBC final, it'll be the USA versus Puerto Rico with Barrios, with Vargas, and, of course, with Eddie Rosario. But we want to focus today on a guy who's back in camp for his second stint, new Twins Hall of Famer Michael Kadire, kind enough to sit down and chat here today. The show is not Inside the Helmet with Michael Kadire. It might seem that way as uh, we reach back into uh, the archives back about a, a decade, but Michael Kadire is our guest here on Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. You can Facebook Live it, you can stream it, uh, or you can, of course, listen across our network. We are closing in on the regular season, and Michael Kadire, kind enough to join us in his second stint uh, in spring training, the newly minted Twins Hall of Famer. And Michael, you were in early, start camp, and now we're kind of really getting down to the nitty gritty. What's the big biggest difference you see in your role from that first couple of days of easing into it uh, to these last uh, you know couple of days where you know jobs are really on the line yeah well I think you're starting to see a little bit of continuity starting in the clubhouse you know, that first week of spring training you know especially when you got young guys new guys different mix of guys everybody's got to you know just trying to fill fill the territory out fill out the um, Everybody like everybody's likes, dislikes, and now you go away for three weeks and come back, and you start to see some of these relationships being formed. You start to see, you know, who guys' throwing partners are and who's following each other around, and you know, it's that's fun to see. It's fun to see, and it's something that I'm not used to. You know, I'm used to being there every day, going through the same Groundhog Day monotonous drills um, that everybody else is, but to be able to go, be around it leave be completely away from it and then come back you can see that transformation taking place 
Now, you've been a guy who has been in camp in, in every role imaginable. You've been the hot shot number one pick who wasn't going to make the team that year, getting your first taste. You've been the yeah. veteran. You've been the guy battling to stay finally after getting a taste. You've been the new guy on another major league team. Does that help, you think, when you look at where players are, maybe seeing uh, past just results and, and understanding kind of the things they're dealing with outside of just the, the, the baseball aspect? I, I think so. I think it definitely gives me a unique perspective. And I think that's part of the reason why Thad and Derek were, were put us in this position, Tori, Latroy, and I in this position, is to give a set of eyeballs that have been through the gambit, been through the gauntlet, so to speak, have, have done exactly the things that you've said, to be able to give an insight of what players are going through at particular stages not only in spring training, but also through the season and through their career, and to be able to give that experience and that insight and, and use it and, and use it as a reference and as a reference point. Obviously, they're going to make the decisions that they feel they need to make, but just to be able to have that set of eyes that have the experience is, is invaluable. Michael, it's kind of odd because this is a team that everybody knows lost 103 games last year, and you would think it would be an open for business, all sorts of jobs up for grabs, but Due to the unusual makeup of this club in terms of maybe young guys who are just growing into their spots, that really isn't the case. Uh, it's kind of an odd dynamic. It is. And at some point, you know, at some point when you've got these young prospects and you've got these guys that, uh, you know, their time is now, so to speak, well, you got to see. you got to see if their time is now. you got to see if they're going to they're gonna produce uh, – winning teams and winning seasons back to back to back. And, you know, I think we're in a position right now where we need to see that. We need to see what Eddie Rosario is and who he is and Byron Buxton and Max Kepler. We need to see this young outfield as a group and as a unit and as a core. And are they going to be our outfields for years to come? Hopefully they will be. I think they will be. But we have to see that. So you're right. Even though it is a team that lost a lot of games, it's very similar to the teams of, of the late 90s into 2000 of, of the Twins where you, you dealt with those growing pains, you dealt with those struggles when it was young guys going through the same thing, same point to their career at the same time, and you hope at the end of it when they've learned and, and they've, they know they belong and they have the confidence that they belong, you hope it, it produces a lot of, a lot of winning seasons in, in a row. Michael Kadire is with us, and, and it's awesome, Michael, to hear you say we again when you're talking about the Twins. Is uh, Michael back full bore with the, the Twins organization? I want to ask you about the WBC a little bit. I know you're a guy big time for, for Team USA and, and those programs at, at all levels, and I would never begrudge anybody representing their country. I think it's phenomenal. If Puerto Rico wins this thing, Kenny Vargas will be remembered in Puerto Rico for that long before anything he does in a Twins uniform. And yet for some guys it may hurt their chance to open on the big league club. Other guys, maybe it helps their chance. A guy like Eddie who's going to get four at-bats every single day. How do you look at that from your current position? Not as a player, who I know would have been jumped right into the red, white, and blue, but from your current spot as a member of a front office. Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm all for growing the game globally. I'm all for getting baseball on the map all throughout the world. I, I love it. I, I, I appreciate what Major League Baseball is trying to do when you open up series in, in Australia and you open up series in Mexico and you and you do that hopefully in Tokyo maybe. But for me, the, the, I, I'm not a huge fan of the WBC. I, I never have been. Uh, I love representing your country. I think that's great. I'm glad the baseball is back in the Olympics uh, coming up. But with this WBC 
there is no other time to do it. If you're going to do WBC, this is the time and the season to do it, and it's unfortunate. And, and I think that's a, a little bit of the reasons why you see that. You know, I, I'm not a fan of, of putting all different players from different teams together and building that chemistry and that camaraderie when a week later you're going to compete against them. And as a teammate, who are you going to trust? Uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of seeing if I'm the if I'm, for instance, the Colorado Rockies, seeing Nolan Arenado dive in the first base in the second week of spring training. Which essentially, that's what it was. Uh, not a fan if I'm the Miami Marlins of seeing Martin Prado tear his hamstring running down the first base because of the intensity level that's ramped up. Now he could have done that in spring training, but at least he's doing that for the Miami Marlins. So, you know, that that's my take on it. Um, like I said, I, I am all for growing the game globally and figuring out ways to do that. I just think there's other ways to do it other than the WBC. Yeah, it's certainly uh, a difficult line to walk. Uh, on that note, I, I had interesting my few days in Florida. I had uh, several different scouts and guys who I hadn't known before the conversations, like just riding an elevator or whatnot, tell me that if the Twins could get Eddie Rosario to focus as a twin the way he does as a member of his country's team, boy, you'd really have something. Is yep. is that something that can be done? Is that just a player-to-player thing? Can you replicate that? Well, I think so. I mean, I think you, you know it's in them, obviously, now. You know it's in them, and you're going to have conversations to to bring that out. The, the problem you run here is with it being a two-week tournament, an eight-game, nine-game tournament, it's very easy to expel that energy. It's very easy to, to show that passion. Uh, not that it's hard to do during the season, but when you do it for 162 games, it kind of wears on you a little bit. It's easy to bring that back in in postseason. I think that's why you see such excitement in postseason baseball. Uh, it's hard to bring that every single day, 162. That's why you want to he- you hear be even keeled. And, and that, that, in that case, with Latin players, they, it's almost like they need that that energy, that, that excitement to, to produce. And Eddie might be one of those guys where maybe he can replicate that for the whole season. But that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm talking about teammates and, and playing a certain way for a group of teammates that you're only going to be together for two and a half weeks. How does that make your teammates feel that you're going to be with six, seven months? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you almost expect that now. As a teammate of Eddie, you expect to, to see that to, for our team. And I think that's a conversation that, that could be had. Yeah, and hopefully that, that is what we see. Last thing, Michael, and Michael could have kind enough to join us. When we had Matt Belisle on this program a couple of weeks ago, first of all, just a great guy to talk to, super interesting. He yep. paid you what I would assume has to be about as high a compliment as you can be paid. He said you were his best teammate ever, and he's been a guy who's been around a lot of guys and, and had a nice little yep. career uh, of his own. I know you've got batting titles. You've been in all-star games home run derbies, the whole nine yards, played in the World Series. That has to be up there, though, right, as far as how the guys you played with feel about you? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the reason why you, you be, you're the person that you are. That's the reason why you, you try and be a leader in the clubhouse and you try and do things the right way is for when, when it's all said and done, uh, when your career is over, the guys that went to battle with you, the guys that played with you, played who you played for, coaches, teammates they all say they want you on your team again that that's what you do it for and, and it means the world to me Belial's a great friend of mine a great teammate uh, so happy that that we pursued him and so happy he decided to sign with us because I think he's really going to help us he's going to really help our bullpen not only 
as a, from a leadership role, but also his performance out on the field. He knows what he's going to do. He's not afraid to take the ball in any situation. And he's very, very good at, at short-term memory. If, if something goes wrong one night, he's just going to come back and, and try and dominate the next night. So, uh, again, it, it's a huge, uh, huge compliment. I'm, I'm excited. And he's right up there as, as one of my favorite teammates as well. That's Michael Kadire. The show is uh, Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll have more with Michael in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, joined by Ryan Presley. And, uh, Ryan, it seems like it's been a long time since you came from the other side of Fort Myers as a Rule 5. Spring training a little bit different for you these days. Yeah. Um, come back, come over here from uh, the Red Sox. You know, I have never left the fort in the, the 10 years that I've been down here. So, uh, you know, I've seen it develop, and you know, I still love being here. And we've watched you develop into a top-end back at the bullpen sort of guy. And as we were just joking with Ryan O'Rourke, he mentioned on the broadcast, you look like you've had the pedal to the floor from the moment you stepped in. Phenomenal shape, uh, the arm, the rest of your body as well. Uh, almost like you, you came into camp with a bit of an edge this year. Yeah, and, you know, I, I want to come in and, you know, when that when that gate swings open, you know, I want I want my infield and my teammates and everybody to say, okay, press is coming in, we got this. You know, like I want to have the confidence uh, to give to my teammates, saying, all right, we got this. Whenever that door swings open, and you know, it's I want to be that guy that that they rely on. You know, I want to be the guy that everybody has uh, faith in. You know, coming in the game. So uh, whatever that might be in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to go out there and get people out. One thing I love about your approach is a lot of people would say that, and you know your stuff's good, but you've actually looked at body language and how you carry yourself, how you stand. I mean, you're you're looking at the full package of how to convey that to teammates and opponents alike. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing on the field is maintaining body language. Uh, you never want to show the other team that you're struggling out there. Uh, whether if you walk three guys in a row or just struck out two guys, you know, you want to go out there and have the same – uh, mound presence as you always do because uh, you know as soon as a team sees that you're struggling out there they want to take advantage of that and um, they'll let you throw pitches more and more and just see if they can get you out of that comfort zone and uh, try to wear you out so the better you are out there just keeping your composure and staying um, cool calm and collected I guess uh, you, you'll, you'll be able to go a long way you've always had great stuff do you use your stuff differently now as you've matured and gained experience not really. Still same mentality going after hitters. Um, it's just I've refined it a lot better, you know, matured a lot more, I guess you would say, in the past couple of years. And, um, you know, I've been moved to the bullpen. It's one of those jobs where you can't mess around when you come in. you got to figure out how to get somebody out <laughs> either that pitch or, um, you know, in the three pitches that you have or wh- whatever it might be, you got to go out there and just get somebody out. There were times last year where you could look around and you were the most senior member, uh, along with Kinsler of the bullpen. Having a guy like uh, Belial, a fellow Texan who's seen it all, done it all, a guy like Craig Breslow, uh, I would think for a person at your point of your career would be a, a wonderful uh, situation to be in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having having Maddie down there and if, if when Brez or Bolson make the team, you know, it's that'd be an awesome uh, addition to have down there. You know, those guys have seen it. Breslow's won two rings, or these guys have been there and won it. You know, we would love to have those guys in the in the bullpen with younger guys because it just it carries on. You know, Jared Burton was the guy that I looked up to. Same thing with uh, Anthony Swarzak. And, uh, you know, I still look up to Glenn Perkins. And, 
you know, you have all these guys that you learn from, and to have seasoned veterans who have 10, 12, 13 years in the big leagues, you you pick you pick their brains, and you learn how to because you want to have a career like that. So, having those guys down there is an awesome thing to have. Is it funny to be on the other side of that in a sense, as you Justin Haley's lockers right down from yours, and here's a guy rule five from the Red Sox. Uh, you you've walked in that path before. Yeah, um, we've we've talked about it, and you know, it's one of those things where I've just told him like, hey man, you got nothing to lose. Just come in here, be yourself. Don't try to change. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Just go out there and play your game, and um, let the chips fall where they may. And you know, you you might surprise yourself. Uh, don't try to, you know, go out there and blow it out a hundred and. 150 miles an hour just stay within yourself and don't try to do too much and you'll be just fine and you know it, it's it is kind of weird seeing that happen but uh it's a it's pretty cool to see as well uh Randall Rourke says that you are the ultimate Texan that when people think in their head between the big truck and, and the, the scowl on the mound and the, and the whole bit is that a fair assessment is that a, I would think a compliment to you right yeah I mean so I, I always looked up to you know obviously big Texan Nolan Ryan and um, you know I loved watching Josh Beckett pitch you know and you know being drafted with the Red Sox that's all I did see pitch and that guy had an attitude on the mound and you know he it was one of those attitudes it's like hey don't mess with me like you come out here and mess with me but something might happen to you and you know I want to have that presence on the mound it's like I'm not afraid to throw at you I'm not afraid to throw under your chin but I'm gonna come after you so that's you know I like having that mentality that's that that is my mentality watching you throw just the other day here at Fort Myers uh, breaking bats left and right is that something you get a kick out of uh you know it's it is what it is I'd be more happy if I broke Robbie Grossman's bat uh, just because you know I like giving him crap but uh, but no I mean out and out it don't matter how if it's hit hard or if it's a broken bat you know it's it is a little bit more fun if you break a friend's bat um, than somebody you don't know but um, you know it's I like it. <laughs> of course he does. He's a Texan. He's Ryan Presley. This is Deep Cuts on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins on 96.3, the alternative channel, and your home for Twins Baseball. Five-tool players are ideal for the Twins, but did you know about the ideal five-tool player that offers a variety of places to shop, stay, eat, play, and even host business meetings? St. Louis Park. Just minutes from downtown, St. Louis Park is close to it all, providing big city amenities with small-town charm and conveniences like free parking. DiscoverStLouisPark.com can help you plan your next business meeting, weekend getaway, wedding, or any other occasion. Receive discounted rates on lodging and planning assistance. Find it all in one place, DiscoverStLouisPark.com, comfortably close to Target Field. Helping you put your customers first, that's Coordinated Business Systems. Call Coordinated Business Systems and you get a real person on the first ring. Local people with a solutions-oriented personal attention to service and support that will keep your document workflow vibrant, keep your people productive, and give your business a competitive advantage. Coordinated Business Systems. Learn more at coordinated.com. That's coordinated.com. Customers first. Ben, Dana, and Giselle. We're giving away $5,000. Listen at 610, 710, 810, and 910 to qualify. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Right? We'll also fly to New York City for one of the biggest music festivals of the summer. I'm so excited. So excited. It's a lot of fun. I promise. When we call you back, just answer your phone with this. Morning Suck West with Ben, Dana, and Giselle on Go 963. Good morning. Good morning. Good mornings with Ben, Dana, and Giselle. I listen to it every single morning. Go Radio. 
Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Great stuff there from Ryan Presley, having a nice spring. And now, well, it's time to move on to talking about what's going on in the next couple of days, and that's leading up to opening day. You can join the Twins, Major League Baseball, and New Era as we celebrate opening day. Make sure to wear a cap on April 3rd, and then what you do is you share a photo on social media using the hashtag CAPSON. And then you tune into all the opening day action April 3rd on ESPN, MLB Network, MLB.com, and, of course, here across our network, and do it with your new era cap in place. Also worth noting, I spent the day today with Ken Herbeck, Tom Kelly, Jack Morris, and TC at the airport, and no, I didn't have a middle seat next to TC on a flight. We were uh, there for the ribbon-cutting and grand opening for the uh, Twins Grill. It's on uh, right on gate C12 on the C concourse, uh, and it is uh, phenomenal. It is open for business. The food is crazy. There's jerseys hanging up, a lot of pictures of uh, the different town ball fields around the state of Minnesota. It feels literally as if you are in Target Field. So the last taste you can have before you leave the Twin Cities while on a flight can be Target Field. And then when you're landing, you look down, you see the ballpark, you can literally uh, tuck into a little slice of Target Field and enjoy a taste of Target Field. Fun to be a part of that. I encourage you to check it out. Again, that's right around gate C12 at the Minneapolis Airport. All right, now we'll take a time out. When we come back on Deep Cuts, check out Three Cuts with Michael Cadaya on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to our final segment. It's our uh, penultimate show of the year here as the uh, season is uh, encroaching rapidly. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. And uh, Michael Cadaya, kind enough to stick around to take three cuts with us today, our final three questions. Now, Michael, when, when you were a kid, you have said many times Don Mattingly was, was your guy. You are now retired as a player, but very much involved in the game. You're a father of three. I want to know, if your kids came to you and said, this is my guy, I want to put the posters up, I want to uh, get the jersey, who is a dad-approved favorite player for uh, Casey and your girls? That's a great question. You know, first of all, I I would never steer him away from any player just because that shows that he has passion for the game and he watches the game and likes the game. But I, I will tell you, my favorite player currently, and he's not going to be a current player for too much longer, but it's, it's Adrian Beltre. And the way he plays the game, the passion that he plays the game with, the leadership that he shows, uh, he's a tremendous ball player to watch. In my opinion, he's a he's an easy Hall of Famer and somebody that I would love for my son to play like. When it, if, to emulate. All right, very good answer. That, that's, a, that's a good one. You were always a, a big movie guy. You were the go-to guy in the Twins Clubhouse for movie reviews, for what to watch on TV. The season's coming up here, and if people want to get in the baseball mood and they can't come to spring training, baseball movie marathon, they get three or four flicks to watch to get them in the spirit of things. What are the Kadaya recommendations? Oh, man. Uh, I think you got to start, obviously, with the very beginning with Bull Durham. And you gotta, you got to learn. you got to have an appreciation for what these players on TV have gone through. Although it's not quite like that anymore. The minor leagues quite are not quite that bad anymore. You're going to find you out. An, <laughs> yeah, you still get an appreciation for uh, for what these players have gone through to finally make it on 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 the big league field and then TV. So I think you can start with Bull Durham. For me, you got to go with a league of their own. I, I enjoy that just to, again, get an appreciation for the history of the game, the way the game's evolved to be able to see the women playing baseball and, and what they've gone through to be able to do it and they can compete well as, as well. I always liked it. I think Tom Hanks is great in that one. And my all-time favorite baseball movie, hands down, is Roy Hobbs and the Natural. 
So I think that's the one that makes you feel good and makes you feel like no matter what, you're going to win this World Series that year. Now, that's a pretty good little set of movies there for uh, for people to get in the mood with. It's Three Cuts with Michael Kadire. And, Michael, the final question here, more difficult to prepare for an at-bat, big-time at-bat in a regular season game, uh, or writing your Hall of Fame speech so when you uh, stand here at Target Field and uh, make everybody cry. Yeah, absolutely, the the – the latter. I mean, writing that speech is going to be difficult because I've never, I've never been one to play the game for accolades and play the game for for honors and, and to have those bestowed upon me. So, and I'm not great at talking about myself. So that's definitely going to be the toughest one. Um, it's going to end up just turning into a, to a thank you, a thank you note to everybody. I think so because you know to be able to just one be able to come back into your organization means a lot to me. But then also to be you know, to be recognized as one of the greatest players in the in the organization is is something that you never expect and you never you never play the game for. But to be recognized for it is pretty special. It means means quite a bit. But that by far is is going to be tougher than you know playing it for an at bat. Yeah, and, and I remember when Casey was a baby, you talked about wanting him to be able to at least see you play uh, a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and for the fact that you're going to have all of your family there to see that, that has to mm-hmm. be just a double whammy. Of impact, uh, absolutely. To be able to have them come and, and you know, kind of uh, give an unexpected closure to my career uh, is, is going to be pretty special. And, and my son, he doesn't remember too much, unfortunately, too much of Minnesota. Maybe this will be able to jog some of his memories. He was only three when we, when we left, but my girls have never been there. So to be able to have my girls come out there and be on the field. And, Claudia to be able to share in, in with it as well because she endured a lot too. So, you know, it's kind of a collective, a collective honor for all of us. Has your father-in-law forgiven you for not playing soccer yet? <laughs> yeah, he has. All right, yeah. that's that's good, Michael. It's yeah. uh, always a pleasure. We can't wait to see you up here and delighted at the impact you're undoubtedly going to have uh, across the organization. Appreciate it. Anytime, Chris. No worries. That's Michael Kadire, one of the all-time greats and uh, a new. Twins Hall of Famer. I want to thank uh, Ryan Presley. I want to thank Michael Kadire. I want to thank all of you for joining us on another edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We'll do it again next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This has been Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.